0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Kent Rollins grew up ranching in Oklahoma and has been cooking for cattle ranchers out of his authentic 1876 Studebaker chuck wagon for more than two decades. An acclaimed storyteller and poet, Kent has appeared on the Food Network, PBS, and NBC's Food Fighters. His recipes and stories appear regularly in Western Horseman magazine, and he and his wife Shannon run Red River Ranch Chuck Wagon Cooking School based in Hollis, Oklahoma. And Kent's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about his awesome book, A Taste of Cowboy, Ranch Recipes, and Tales from the Trail. Good morning, Kent. Thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you, darling. It is a pleasure to be another day above the
0: grass. (laughs) Well, I have got to say, I saw you on CBS Sunday morning. I just loved the segment. I know you're all over TV, but what a just cool career. What a cool guy you seem to be. And this is an amazing book.
1: Well, thank you, sweetheart. It was a dream of mine and Shannon's. And we want it to be so much more than just a cookbook. You know, it's a a lifestyle. It's a... Gives you a little glimpse into something that's not vanished, but it's uh, not near as prominent as it once was. Uh, so we're truly blessed. We worked with Rutz Martin and Hooten Mifflin and uh, uh, just great people to be around. And uh, we hope everybody's enjoyed it. Well, you
0: know, you call the book A Taste of Cowboy. And I think the first thing I want to ask you, because people who live in the cities or suburbs might not actually know what a cowboy does. So what is a cowboy?
1: Well, a cowboy, first of all, is a a God-fearing man that's a steward of land and country and livestock. He, uh, he's been out there for so long, people every once in a while take him for granted, I think, but when there's beef in the supermarket and beef on the table, uh, somewhere down the line, there was a cowboy there that probably helped get it there. And, uh, He's not died out, but you can't see him going down the interstate 90 miles an hour. We've been in places so remote you can't find them on a map or a GPS. And uh, you make a really good menu when you go on a ranch and stay for five weeks because the nearest grocery store must be 70 miles away. Wow. Oh
0: my gosh. So when you feed them, you feed them cowboy cuisine, which we're gonna talk about in a minute. So you take the chuck wagon, which first of all, gosh, I didn't even know those still existed. You'll have to tell us a bit about that. But you find them in the open plains? I mean, how do you meet them at mealtime?
1: Well a lot of the ranches are set locations to where they've been setting up camp for years and years. One of the biggest ranches we run in New Mexico, uh North of Tucum carries uh, 292,000 acres, and it's been going on for over 150 years, I imagine. And we camped at the same place that all them old books set up camp the first time. And uh, a ranch that big, you put, in, you put on about 141 miles with a team that's hooked to that wagon. And you move camp maybe two to three times a week uh, and set up camp and feed three gourmet meals a day.
0: That is amazing to me. So, are the guys sleeping under the stars? Are they sleeping in bunkhouses? Where do they sleep?
1: They have a. We call them a range teepee. It's just a cowboy teepee. It's a tarp. Most of them got a good cot and a bedroll, and uh, you uh, try to have some comforts at home. I know me and Shannon got a got an air mattress. We put in ours, and uh, they. Uh, when you're staying one as long as we have at times, try to be as comfortable as you can, but also. You have to be sort of like one of them old uh, travelers that used to catch a train every once in a while. You, You have to pick up and move camp so you can't have a whole lot with you.
0: Right, right. But so you make sure they are well fed and you feed them out of your 1876 Studebaker chuck wagon. So tell us a little bit about what's inside that chuck wagon in terms of the wagon itself and your equipment that you use to create these amazing meals.
1: Uh, chuck, a chuck wagon was any wagon that uh, they took the grain boards out of and then put a chuck box in, which is the place that holds the drawers and the utensils and stuff that you need. And it's got a fold-down lid that becomes our kitchen countertop. Our workspace is right there handy. And uh, we uh, we have a, nearly every spice in the world that we think we need anyway, which the most common ones you know are vanilla and little almond extracts, some... Uh, salt, pepper, our our blend of seasoning, flour, coffee, sugar, uh, anything that you might have in your pantry at home, we probably have access to somewhere. Sure, we take a lot of canned ingredients in because uh, they transport well. And someone will usually bring us meat, like from headquarters, maybe once a week. Uh, so we feed them well. Cowboy burns a lot of calories, and um, we put a lot of food in front of him. You know, people asked me one time, said, so, do you have a three-course meal? I said, yeah, it's anticipation excitement and contentment
0: (laughs) oh that's awesome i love that so what are some of the favorite things i'm imagining breakfast eggs and hash browns and biscuits and bacon is that kind of it or are you doing something completely different
1: well we do we do a lot we do a lot of eggs you know you fry or scramble There's there's a breakfast casserole we do some uh We'll change it up. Do some breakfast burritos on occasion. Uh, some sourdough out all night sourdough pancakes. And, and fellas do have a sweet tooth every morning. And uh, a lot of bacon, a lot of sausage. Sometimes some chicken fried steak at breakfast. Sometimes some leftover pork chops or something like that. But uh, they eat well, we have a lot of we have a lot of fried potatoes. A lot of a lot of jalapeno. There's sort of a southwest flair that goes into all my cooking. I like my food to bite back every once in a while.
0: <laughs> I love that bite back so there are a lot of Mexican recipes which I absolutely love as well and it's just for your love of spicy food or is there something else behind all those Mexican recipes?
1: Well, it's. Uh, I, I think it's really sort of the way we were raised uh, my, my mother was one that uh, if you put too much pepper in something it was a little spicy but uh, uh, when I learned to cook uh, for elk hunters years ago in the heat of wilderness southwest Mexico I uh, have some of the best canned chilies in the world that hatch new mexico and hatch green chilies and i sort of fell in love with them and i try to use them in everything and then well, we got to doing some TV show food competitions deal. I found a new product that I really come near and dear to my heart, and that's chipotle peppers and adobo sauce. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if, I've got, if I've got some green chilies and some of them chipotles and a little bacon, well, I'm pretty well fixed.
0: <laughs> I just opened the book to cream cheese chicken and green chili enchiladas, which you use a can of those green chilies in, and those look so good to me. So oh,
1: they are, ma'am.
0: You mentioned chicken fried steak. What is chicken fried steak?
1: Well, we we're so lucky that what we use now, we partnered up with certified Angus beef, and we use a top or bottom round or the inside of the round there. But it's uh, it's a, about a five ounce piece of meat most of the time that's been tenderized probably twice. Uh, a lot of people call it a cube steak, but it's uh, when you when you go to the grocery store and you look for it, you start with a great product and you end with something better. Don't look for a piece that's got, you know, trimmed with fat or anything like that or has a piece of gristle that runs through it. Um, start with a good piece of meat. Uh, use our little golden fry batter recipe in there that's powdered milk, powdered egg, a little baking powder. It sticks to meat better than just your usual milk and egg or buttermilk and egg. And fry it in a good creamy fry oil. Make sure that temperature is about 350, 375. And, um, It beat Bobby Flay. It is pretty good eating.
0: (laughs) I bet it beat him for sure. Well, that brings up a point. So you and your wife run the Red River Ranch Chuckwagon Cooking School. Can just the average city slicker come and take a cowboy cooking class?
1: Yes, ma'am. We started doing this. uh, We're really at a home-based deal sort of about 10 years ago. I did them on the road for one-day clinics for quite a while. But We've had people from all over, and some from across the pond. And we teach a lot about cooking, but we teach a lot about life too—the simplicity that goes along with it. People walk into a setting of an old cow camp that maybe looks just like it did back in
0: 1870.
1: Wow! We, we have nice teepees, nice cots, bedrolls. Um, they learn to cook a lot of bread and dessert because when you're cooking something in a Dutch oven, baking wise, anyway. An old man told me many years ago, anybody can fry a meat, boil coffee. But if you're going to be a great Dutch oven cook, you need to learn to cook bread and dessert consistently. So, a lot of them folks, every once in a while, I think, get tired of making biscuits. But uh, we've had a great bunch of people come through. They learn they can get by without a cell phone, and they can actually see the sun go plumb down.
0: I know, and you know what else is the stars? I bet you see great stars at night.
1: Yes, we. Uh, that's what Mary McMillan told us. Uh, you know, when she was down here this last spring. I forget what the stars look like when you get someplace that is so dark. It's like you can reach out and touch them.
0: Yeah, I am just dying to see those big open skies. And it's funny because that is one thing I notice about living in a city or a suburb near a city is it's like, wait, what? At night, it's just dark. There's no, you know, you see a star or two, but not that great big sky full of them. Well, Kent, I feel very lucky to be talking to you today, I have to tell you. And I think that the people that you cook for are lucky. The people who come to your school are lucky. And your adorable wife is lucky. And we are lucky to learn about this book, A Taste of Cowboy, Ranch Recipes and Tales from the Trail. And I'm going to put a link to Kent's website as well as the recipe that he is sharing with us today, which is Wagon Wheel Steak. We can cook that around our own chuck wagon at home. But, Kent, thank you so much for joining us today on Amy's Table, and I wish you continued success with all that you do.
1: Thank you, ma'am, so much. And uh, you're welcome in our camp anytime, darling. Uh, Just uh, holler and come on down. We'll share a cup of coffee and look at some of them night stars. Oh,
0: my God, I would love to do that. Don't be surprised if I sign up. (laughs) All right. Kent, thanks so much.
1: Thank you, ma'am. Have a great day.
0: You too. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q!